God has made it very clear in Scripture what He wants His church to accomplish. We are to make an impact for His kingdom. Matthew 22 gives us our mission. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. To put it simply, a love for God and following in the ways of Jesus should be the motivation for everything we do. Likewise, the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself tells us that if we don't have love for our neighbor, then we simply don't know the heart of God. The church is to make an impact for the kingdom of God in a broken world and that looks like sacrificial, generous, and compassionate love for all people. Jesus gave his followers clear instructions in Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given them. Our mission is clear. Following Jesus for our community as we make an impact for his kingdom. Well, good morning. It's good to see you guys. I'm glad that you're here. Welcome. If this happens to be your first time, a special welcome to you. I'm Shannon Patterson. I get to be the lead pastor here. And uh, I want to tell you a couple things. I've been doing this for the last many weeks. I want to share some things with you every week, kind of little celebrations, moments of things to be excited about so you know what's going on. Um, but if you're a first-timer, especially I want to tell you, uh, we have our next steps wall out in the lobby. You heard Tinley say it in the announcement video, but that is the place to get all the information you need. Whether you are a first-timer, you've been here for a while, you want to know more about what's going on in the life of the church, that stuff can be found at the next steps wall. And, and a lovely person in a red welcome to the porch shirt will be happy to, to talk to you and tell you more. But please check that out because we want you to, to engage in the life of the church, not just you know, be here and show up and then they'll like sneak out the door. We want you to be able to connect in the church and we take that very seriously. We want to do that well. A couple of things excited um, because you probably don't see this on the regular or you might not be here. If you don't have a, a kid that is um, in, you know, like baby through fifth grade, you might not know, but we have about 40 kids here every Wednesday afternoon and evening who are part of our Wednesday porch kids and it has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, are there any kids in here who come to that? Has it been fun? Has it been good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand. <laughs> it's been really fun. I've enjoyed doing it because I, I see your hand, ma'am, back there. Um, Mallory Patterson. <laughs> um, but it's been fun because, you know, there's a lot of kids that I know and I like fist bump and hey and nice to see you and I know your parents. But I've said I want to be a part. I want to help. So I've signed up to help on that on, with that on Wednesday nights and so it's been really cool for me to get to know the kids and and to um, and to find out their interesting personalities and and those things that you parents already are fully aware of um, but it's just been really great to see that and then not only that on Wednesdays but then on Sundays we have about 40 kids that are here that are part of our porch kids and that are part of the morning or during the services and it's just it's really uh, been really cool to see and they are learning stuff guys I just want to tell you they're learning things we talked about something last week I was like I kind of remember that but it was like a, a, they're learning stuff they're learning stuff from scripture so it's been really fun uh, to be a part of that and not only that so we've got like 40 kids and they're not all the same kids that are coming in the on Sunday as Wednesday so there's a lot of kids being affected there and then I've mentioned this before but we have about 156 through 12th grade students that are here on Sunday nights 
And that is phenomenal to me because, and they're here and it's like they're worshiping and they're laughing and they're having fun and they're learning and they're praying together and they're breaking off into smaller groups and, and just growing and, and learning and then they're meeting during the week in community groups. And so if you think about that with our porch kids and our student ministries, we've got almost 200 young people who are being ministered to and connected every single week. And that just is amazing to me. And I think we need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate all the people who are pouring into that. So you guys help me celebrate that. All the people that are helping with that. And because that takes a lot of people. We've got some really committed uh, college students and young adults that are helping. And we've got some amazing adult and student volunteers who are helping with our kids ministry. I mean, it's just really been uh, phenomenal to see that happen. And not only that, but... um, I asked Josh this earlier. Josh is our, he's our communications director. He's also our community groups director. And I said, how many people do we have engaged right now? And he said, we have about 120 adults who are saying, I'm intentional. I want to be in community group. I want to grow. I want to grow on my faith journey. And so I'm very excited about that. I want to double that, um, but that's just like, you know, or triple that. But I'm excited that where we're starting and we're seeing that happen. So uh, it's just, there's just a lot of really amazing stuff. And you've learned that if the light's on in there, we usually have a baptism. Well, we don't have one today. And, you know, we might learn, to, we might take that for granted, folks, because if you've been here a couple of times, the light's probably been on. Because in the 13 weeks of our existence as a church, we have had seven people who have said yes to Jesus and wanted to make that public profession through their baptism. Is that not wonderful and amazing? And that's... And, and again, we might get used to that, but I mean, there are churches who go entire years, like a year, and they don't have a profession of faith, or they go a whole year and they don't have someone get, uh, like get baptized and say, I've said yes to Jesus. And so that is a sign of, to me, that we want to grow, we want to uh, be involved, we want to invest in our young people, we want to invest in our adult, adults for the sake of the kingdom, folks. We want to have an impact on the kingdom. And that's what this is all about. Uh, you might notice there's more kids in here today, or if you, if you brought your kid to Porch Kids in the backyard and realized, oh, it's, we don't have it at 11 o'clock, because on the first Sunday of every month, we celebrate communion together as a church. And we decided at the very beginning that we wanted um, our kids to be able to participate in communion with their families. And so at 11 o'clock on the first Sunday of the month, we, we don't have Porch Kids. We have it for our, our little ones, you know, our, our two and unders, but... But we have, we, we celebrate communion together. We want the whole family to experience this. And it's just a really important time. Yeah, because, and, and I want you to hear this. Okay, everyone in here, I want you to hear what this. Um, the scripture we're going to look at today in Romans chapter 10. And um, everything I say, I want you to redirect right back here to this table. To the communion table. Um, everything that we say, the songs we've already sung, the some of the songs we will sing, I want us to bring it back to this table because if you're like me, there is the possibility that we can go through the motions when it comes to communion. If you've been in church, if you've been here, if you were with us when we were downtown, we kind of know the ropes. Right On Communion Sunday, they present the elements. There's some people that service. Someone's going to tell us where to go, when to go. 
we get in the line and we go and receive it and then we go back to our seat and and we can just kind of go through the motions and I don't want us to go through the motions today because what this table represents is life changing and we need to do one of two things today about this table we need to remember what we already know about this table that it has changed our lives like we need to remember that moment we need to recall that yes I am, I am all into this thing yes this is I am in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ God I may have gotten off track a little bit I may not have been as devoted as I could have been you know I, I haven't been as faithful in, in some things as I could have been but, but, but here I am I'm back okay that's one of two things or for some of you in here today it could be the day you say yes for the very first time and I don't say what I'm about to say lightly I considered not putting it in my message in my little notes that help me remind myself about things I want to say but as I thought about it and thought about it I realized no no I need to say this but it could, it could be almost to the point that if I say it too much, it might lose its power. But this isn't about my power, and it's not about the words I'm about to say. This is a Holy Spirit thing, so I am going to say it, and it's this. I believe, without a doubt, that today could be a pivotal moment in your life. That today, your life could be different from this day forward your life can be different than the life that you walked in here with I mean that I mean it with as much as I can mean it with that today could be different for you as we start this new series we we started the first several weeks as a church saying what will we do as a church if this is what Jesus did then his church is going to do it too and then we spend the last five weeks talking about community. What does it look like? What does it not look like? How are we a part of it? How, you know, what is that? And now for the month of October, we are going to talk about having an impact, making an impact, an impact in our community, an impact in our, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, wherever we are, having an impact. And I think that is so important because it is, it, it's who we want to be. This was like at the, at the very core of who we wanted to be. And I'll confess to you, there's, there's something we want to achieve in this series. We want to stir up a corporate momentum, if you will, within us to be people who say, I'm going to make an impact. I am going to have an impact. Not, not just during the series, but like that you hear it and that you take it in and you go, yes, I want to be a person that makes an impact. Hey, this is what we want to do. This is how we want to do this. And so the first thing I want to say is as we celebrate, and I said a couple things about how many kids we have coming and, and our student ministry and our, and our community groups and, and all these things, is that in order for us to have an impact, it depends on your prayers. It depends on your, on your offerings, on your financial support. That making an impact is going to depend on all of us. It depends on us signing up and volunteering and being a part of this. 
And so as we move into this, I want us to focus on the table, and then I want us to realize that, that this is a pivotal moment, and what is the role that you and I have to play? What's the role I have to play? How have I, if you are, if, let's say, if you're a partner in ministry with us already, like you partnered in ministry at maybe our very first service or somewhere in those first several weeks of our existence as a church, you said, I'm in. I want to I be a part of this. And so I would just encourage you to do a quick check on that. How are you doing with that? Are you, are you praying for the church? Are you praying for us as staff? We need it. Boy, we have been like knocked around sick on the staff. I mean, um, us, our kids, you know, it's been, and I know you guys have too. It's nothing different than you guys aren't going through, but whoo, you know, and then trying to, to, to be, you know, fully in and present and given all of our, it's just been a lot. Have you, are you praying for us? Are you praying for uh, the people that are coming and, and are giving their lives to Christ? Are you, are you um, have you been praying about, and, and sometimes it's kind of a, you know, are you just praying about wanting to be in a community group, or are you saying, hey, we really want to do this? Are you being intentional about wanting to do this? What, how, how are you doing with this, partners in ministry? How are you doing? How are you doing in your, in your financial giving that, that you said you'd faithfully do? How are you doing? How are we doing with those things? Because that is really important for us to be faithful if we want to have an impact. Now, as we, as we get into that today and we talk about impact, um, I love the fact that when I talk to many of you, many of you, I see within you passion. And I see within you a desire to be, to go and do. Like a lot of you in here are doers. You're, you're, you're like me. You, you want to put action behind your faith. You, you don't just want to do sidelines. That's not okay with you. Um, you don't want to just sit back and watch it. You want to put some feet on your faith, right? You want to, to get it out there and do it and do it well. And, and I love that. I love to see that passion. I love to hear the ideas um, that to me is wonderful and as we talk about impact in our community that's the kind of stuff we want to talk about we want to be this is we want this to be a very practical series in offering opportunities and suggestions and, and kind of turning you loose as community groups to see you know how you're going to make an impact in our community but before we talk practicalities like that before we get into that there is something we must talk about if if we want to be you know of any good there, there's there's this question if you know me I'm always about a question I always like to ask the question because see we want to equip you we want to equip you to be the body of Christ we want to equip you but here's a question and it's this and I think before we talk opportunities we need to we need to ponder the question but we need to answer it as well each and every one of us how can we have an impact for Christ unless we first have been impacted by Christ? How can we have an impact for Christ, like in the name of Christ, in the name of his church? How can we go out and have an impact for people unless we have been truly first impacted by Christ? Now, this may seem like a silly question, and for some people, they may be, you know, kind of like, well, Shannon, duh, I'm here, you know, I'm at church, and, and you know, we want to serve, we want to make a difference. We, it's obvious we want to have an impact for Christ. So, but I have no doubt that there are a lot of you in here that are like that. You're just ready to go. You're like, tell me when, tell me where. 
You know, some of you are so incredibly generous with your, with your skills, with your resources. You're like, tell me what I can do. How can I be a part of this? But this question, it doesn't negate the question. And if you really boil this question down, it comes down to this. Have you been impacted by Jesus? Have you been impacted by Jesus? Now, the word impact offers us two different definitions. Um, one is a noun and one's a verb. And, and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're kind of similar, but, but they're different enough to, to tell you about it. So with the noun definition of impact, it says this. It's the action of one object coming into forcible contact with another object. Okay, so the noun definition of impact is, is the action of one object coming into forcible contact with another object. Okay? And then there is the verb definition of impact. And the verb definition is to have a strong effect on someone or something. To have a strong effect on someone or something. And when I ask you if you have been impacted by Jesus, I don't mean the verb definition. I don't mean have you been strongly affected by Jesus. I don't mean have you been strongly affected by the things of Jesus. I, I, I don't mean if a message a particular message or a particular song or, or a retreat or a time apart or a moment mentioning Jesus. I don't mean the verb definition if Jesus had some strong yet still momentary effect on you. That's not what I mean when I ask if you have been impacted by Jesus. No, I mean the noun definition. I mean the noun definition, the action where one object coming into forcible contact with another object. Have you had an encounter with Jesus where you were in your life going in one direction? You knew where you were going. You were going that way. Everything was planned out. You were working towards that. Maybe things were great in that direction. Things were going pretty good. The GPA was pretty good. The plan for the degree was pretty good. You know, the relationship was really good. Like, things were okay. Like, you're going in one direction. Some people are saying, what's a GPA and how does that get good? Um, so, but, you know, you're going in a direction and it's like, things are okay. And yet, there was something in the back of your mind. There was like a little voice, a little thing saying, Are, is this it? Is this everything? Like, in this direction, in these steps I'm taking, is this what it's going to be? Is this career path I'm on? Is this it? That little question, is it, is it all? Or maybe you are stumbling along in a direction, Right? Maybe you're stumbling along, and it's not easy, and it's obstacle after obstacle, and you're two best friends, right? You have, do you know about your two best friends? Hardship and heartache. Those are the two best friends that we have sometimes. And you're going along, and things are not good, and you're wondering how they got off track, and you're wondering, well, when, when were there even tracks? I don't even remember there were tracks, right? And you're going in a direction, and it just there's still that voice saying, is this it? Like, is this what life is going to be? Is it always going to be hard? 
Is it always going to be obstacle after obstacle after heartache after hardship? Is this it? Or maybe you are like a whole lot of people, and on Monday, you're like this. Yeah, this seems pretty good. And then Tuesday, you're like, dear Lord Jesus, what's going on? And then Wednesday, you're back. And then Thursday. But yet, there's always that voice saying, is this it? Is, is this it? Is this all it's going to be? And yet somewhere on that way, and I don't know if it's because of a relationship, a connection with someone, because you came to church, because someone prayed with you, because you, you went and had coffee with someone and you started reading the Bible together, or you came to stir, you came to salt, or, or someone said, hey, there's a new church, and I know you've been wanting to go to a church, so why don't you come? Or, hey, I come to a community group, they're weird like you, you know, whatever it is, but something happened. You know, maybe you were like me and you were just sitting in your house reading Bible for the first time in your life. But you were going in a direction. Could have been good, could have been bad, could have been some crazy mix-up in the middle. But then suddenly, you came into forcible contact with the holy God, and he came into contact with you. And suddenly, it was not like anything else that had ever happened in your life. He was real. His word came alive. The presence of his Holy Spirit was felt. He wasn't theory anymore. He was reality. He was concrete. He, you could hold on to him. It was, the most, it was the most certain thing in your life where before it just seemed like, like mist that you couldn't even grab a hold of. Have you had an impact with Jesus? an impact with Jesus the noun definition have you had an encounter like that have you had when I, when I ask if you've had an encounter with Jesus what I mean is like have you had an encounter where his goodness right like you're just going through a random day and you're saying There's, is there more is there more and then suddenly you are overwhelmed with his goodness you are, you are overwhelmed with, with his graciousness, with the righteousness of God. His holiness is so much like your brain can't even grab a hold of it. It can't contain it. Like you just for a split second, you think, I think I understand who you are, and then it's gone. Like if you had an impact with Jesus where you have been overwhelmed by his forgiveness, you have been just flooded with his immense, irrational, you know, just... What do we sing about that never-ending, reckless kind of love? Have you come into forcible contact with Jesus? Where you were not just affected, but you were physically, like, knocked back from where you were. That it, 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 it moved like in the, in the physical realm. You were like, oh my goodness, I got to step back from this. I have been going on a path and a direction and it is not in the way in which the Lord God Almighty wants me to go. And because of Jesus 
And what we celebrate today at this table, folks, we are reminded that he has come to impact us. And we step back and say, I've got to go in the direction of God. Have you been impacted by Jesus? I mean, where the kind of, the kind of impact where, where his forgiveness, you know, like, it's like you feel his forgiveness radiating, and in that, like, your sin just kinds of, you know, it just, it kind of shrinks into oblivion. That's the best feeling in the world, folks. Have you been impacted by Jesus to feel that? The kind of impact where as he speaks words over you of love, he speaks words over you of life, that the years of negative words and the years of negative thoughts just start to disintegrate. Have you been impacted by Jesus? Have you known the, this crazy moment of just where you feel, you know, the tremendous sense of freedom that Jesus brings coupled in that split second with the crushing reality of your sin before it's gone? Have you been impacted by Jesus? Have you been impacted by Jesus? Because it is in that impact it's in that impact with Jesus that you are forever changed. I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't ta I wasn't speaking lightly when I said that today could be a pivotal day for you because you may have walked in here today and you have never experienced an impact with Jesus. Not the noun definition. And today could be that day. Have you been impacted by Jesus? It is a fact. Scripture shows us that the moment that you call on the name of Jesus, did you know that there is an impact made by God Almighty against the spiritual forces of wickedness? Because those spiritual forces of wickedness wanted you, claimed you, were trying to hold on to you, but the moment you said yes to Jesus, an impact was made for eternity have you been impacted by Jesus? Have you had this, this impact? Have you called out to him in, in your pain? Have you called out to him in your celebration? Have you called out to him in your suffering? Have you called out to him when you have felt the best you've ever felt in your life? Have you called out to him in your confusion? Have you called out to him when everything was clicking and you were like, oh my goodness, is this the life? Is this what it means to, to live in the fullness of God? Have you called out to him in your regret? And have you called out to him in your greatest successes? Have you been impacted by Jesus? Because if you haven't, you can today. You can today. Have you, have you called?
called on the name of Jesus and been impacted him in such a way that, that where your life seemed meaningless and fruitless and without direction and you weren't sure and without purpose and, and you were only pursuing things of, you know, just stuff and, and for your selfishness. And then he says, no, there's more. You know, and maybe the forcible impact, the noun definition that I speak of today, it's not the kind that maybe anybody else can see. But you know what? Right now where you're seated, you are feeling that impact. Have you had an impact with Jesus? Because if you haven't, you should today. Because I believe this moment... is for you. See, what we celebrate at the table together this morning, friends, is the reality that Jesus showed up. He came in the form of a man. He took on your sin and mine. The kind of sin, the amount of sin that could never be contained in any cup ever created on this earth could never contain the sin that you and I have committed. But that cup represents the sin of the world, our selfishness. And Jesus poured out his blood and paid the price for that sin. And he broke himself so that we might be complete and have wholeness. Have you been impacted by Jesus? In Romans chapter 10, we find a very, if you've been around church, if you've been in Sunday school or Bible studies, it's a fairly well-known verse in Romans 10, beginning in verse 9. If you're familiar with a term called the Romans Road, this is one of the bricks in that road. talks about the the understanding of not just the verb definition of impact you know feelings but the noun definition and it says this if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. See, that's what we celebrate in communion. If you believe that, if you declare that, you will be saved. Have you had an impact with Jesus? Like, have you actually, I mean, have, have we stopped and sat down and said, okay, what does this mean to be a follower of Jesus? God sent Jesus for you and for me, for our sin. He paid for it, and he rose again so that you and I might have life, the forgiveness of sin, so that we can live in the complete relationship we were always meant to live in. Have you been impacted by Jesus? For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. See, that's not momentary. That's not temporary. That's not a, hey, I'm kind of feeling kind of close to Jesus right now because I really like this song. No, no, this is, this is belief. Heart. 
if you believe in your heart that you are made right with God, is there anyone in here that on your own merit believes you're right with God? I certainly don't. See, it's like, it's, to understand it's because of Jesus, the impact of Jesus that we can believe this. It's only because of Jesus that we can believe this. If you believe in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved, have you been impacted by Jesus? See, if you want to impact your community, if you want to impact your school, if you want to impact your family, if you want to impact your employees, if you want to impact the people that you are around, folks, we first need to know if we have been impacted by Jesus. Verse 11, as the scriptures tell us, anyone will never be disgraced. You know what I do when I sit out and I have and someone's up on a stage talking? I disqualify myself from what they're saying. Oh, that doesn't apply to me. Not because I'm better. Usually it's because I'm like, oh, I, I, I stink. Anyone. Don't disqualify yourself from this today. Don't disqualify yourself from this. Don't say, Shannon, you're not talking to me. Yes, I am. You're the very one. Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Have you been impacted by Jesus? Jew and Gentile are the same. That means everybody. It throws them all in. Religious, non-religious, pagan, wherever you've been, it doesn't matter. Have you, have you been impacted by Jesus? Because if you have, they're all the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. He is not stingy with us, friends. Have you been impacted by Jesus? For everyone, verse 13, who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Have you been impacted by Jesus? Have you had an impact with him? If you have, when you come in a moment to receive communion, if you've had this impact, if you're sitting here going, yes, I have, I'm so thankful, I'm so glad, it's, you know, I, I don't know where I'd be, I don't know who I would be, I don't know what our kids would be, I don't know what would be going on if I had not had that impact, Shannon, that you're talking about. If you've had an impact, then what I would ask of you, what I would urge of you, as we close out our time together this morning by receiving communion together, that it wouldn't just be getting in a line and being told where to go and when to go and taking some bread and dipping it in some juice. I pray that it would be a recommitment of your life to that impact. It would be a moment where you said, this impact has been so great and yet I have I have not lived fully into it I was I was so devoted to it and, and yet somehow some way I've 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 lost the passion it's on me it's not you God it's I, I, I haven't been as faithful to the word I haven't been as, as faithful in prayer and and make today 
our recommitment to that impact. And if you've never been impacted by Jesus, make today the day that it happens. Make today the pivotal moment in your life. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But make today the moment when your life comes into its full purpose, its full meaning. You were created to be in a relationship with God Almighty. And that comes through Jesus Christ. He takes your sin that could not fit into that cup. And he replaces it with his own blood. And he looks at you and he says, I know you and I love you. I forgive you. I have purpose for you. You do not have to live that life anymore. been impacted by Jesus. Folks, the greatest impact, because I know that's a, that's a word, that's a powerful word. If I had polled you when you came in and said, who thinks impact's a good word, a big word? Yay, we all love it. It's great. Yeah, it's important. But the greatest impact that you will ever make in this world for your kids, for yourself, for other people, for your students, you know, all your teachers. The greatest impact that you will ever make in this world, please hear this, because this goes right to that self we talked about last week. The greatest impact you will ever make in this world is not orchestrated or designed by you. The greatest impact that you will ever, ever make in this world is through the simple act of surrender. Surrender. Because it is in surrendering to Jesus that we give him ourselves. And then he is able to do in and through us things that we never could have designed or orchestrated, ever. That is where the impact will happen. Surrender. That's what this table represents today. Surrender your sin. Surrender your regret. Surrender your plans. Surrender your disappointments. Surrender the hopes. Surrender the, the fears. Surrender the dreams. All of it. Surrender. As the band comes and those who are serving will come and stand here before. I just want us to close our time in prayer. So I'll ask those people to go ahead and make their way. Would you close your eyes and pray with me? God, for those who are for those of us here today who have experienced the impact God I pray that we would reclaim that today 
Lord, we come to you with, with, our, with our confession of, of not living fully into it. We come to you with, our, with our, the realization of, of how too often we've tried to take self back up again and again and again. But it's all because of Jesus. And Lord, that today the very act of us getting up from our seat and, and coming to the, to, the, to the person who's going to be serving us, that that in and of itself is, is an act of surrender. God, for the person, persons here today who have never experienced the impact, that in this moment, it becomes the moment where they tell you that they believe. They believe that Jesus is the way, that Jesus is the truth, that Jesus is the life, that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the forgiver of sins, that Jesus brings life. And they surrender right now to that. We want to be impacted by you. God, we we come to you now. We we're gonna we're gonna receive, we're gonna worship, we're gonna lift our voices, we're gonna pray. There might be some tears that fall, God, but we don't want this to be just a verb, just an effect, a moment. We want this to be the noun. We want this to be the forcible impact, the moment where things change for eternity. God, we celebrate that people have given themselves to you today because of the impact of Jesus Christ on their lives. And we pray all this in that name, the name that impacts us, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you'll bring your attention here to the table. This loaf, friends, represents the the whole, complete, perfect body of Jesus Christ. And yet for you and for me, his body was broken so that we might have life. And this cup that could never contain our sin. We lift it up and recognizing that it represents the sin of the world that Christ has poured out his blood to cover over that for you and for me so that we might have life. As Nina serves those who are about to serve you, the ushers in a moment will come and, and they will direct you where to go and when to go. But I pray that what's going on in your heart as you do so is much bigger than just following directions from somebody, okay? And when
when they come, they, the, the ushers will have a basket.